first 11 chapters of the Bible cover thousands of years. The next 10 chapters, only about 25 years. It seems like the world has been waiting for one man, a descendant of Shem, of Noah, of Seth, of Adam, a man called Abram. Look at Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. This this text right there, Genesis 12, 1 to 3, that is God's response of grace to the curse at Babel. When all the peoples of the earth gathered together in rebellion against the Lord to make a name for themselves, not wanting to respond to God, God came down and cursed them, spread them out. That's where we get all of these people groups and languages all over the world. And then God after judgment in mercy reaches down and calls one man abram from the line of shem and says i'm gonna bless you and i'm gonna bless all those peoples through you now think about what god just promised and called abram to do he tells him abram is doing well it would seem among his family comfortable and god reaches down into his life and says i want you to follow me. I want you to leave everything behind, everything you know, everything you're familiar with, and go to a land that I will show you. God doesn't even tell him where he's going to take him. He just wants him to trust him and to go and to leave it all behind. Why would he do it? Because of the promises of God. Did you see what God promised him? He says, you go, and this is what I'll do. I'll make you, Abram, into a great nation. Now think about that. Abram has no children. He's about 75 years old. His, his wife, Sarai, is about 65 years old. And the one thing we know about her right now is she's barren. She's unable to have children. And God says, I'm going to make you into a great nation. But not just that. I'm going to make your name great. Do you remember back at Babel, what did the people want? They wanted to make a name for themselves. They wanted to make a Shem for themselves. And God says no. He disperses them, judges them. And then God takes one descendant of Shem, whose name means name, and says, look, I'm going to make your name great. God chooses who's going to have the great name. And he says, it's not just going to be that. I'm going to bless you. And not just that, Abram. I'm going to bless all the families on earth through you, in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. How will Abram respond to the call to go, to trust the Lord's promise? Verse 4 of chapter 12. So Abram went. Wow, he, he must have believed, right? What God promised. If he didn't, he never would have gone. He believed and he obeyed. As the Lord had told him, Abram takes along his nephew Lot with him. He's 75 years old. He takes Sarai, his wife, 
and Lot and everything that they have, and they set out to go to a land. Seems pretty clear in the next couple of verses that they have an idea of the land of, that God wants to give them. You see down in verse 5, when they came to the land of Canaan, Abram passed through the land in verse 6. At that time, in verse 6, the Canaanites were in that land. And then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, very clearly, to your offspring, I will give this land. Now think about that. God calls Abram to go to a land that will show him. Abraham starts going through the land of Canaan. And God says, look, this land is going to be yours. Actually, he doesn't say yours. It's going to belong to your offspring. Now, what's the problem? What's the tension in the story right now? To your offspring, I'm going to give this land at least two things, right? The author just told us at that time who was in the land. Lots of people, right? The Canaanites were in the land. Do you think they're just going to like lay down and say, oh, please, oh, please take all our land from us? No way. That's a tension point. But the biggest tension point is to your offspring, I'll give this land. And Abram is 75 and doesn't have a single offspring. And he's married to a woman who can't have any offspring. And yet God says to you, to your offspring, I'm going to give this land. How would Abram respond to the amazing promises of God? Things that seem unbelievable. How will he respond? Look down at the text. Look at verse 7 again in the middle. So Abram built there an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. Then they move on, and you see in verse 8 in the middle, and there, the next place too, he built an altar to the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. When Abram hears the gracious, amazing promises of God, things that seem unbelievable at the human level, what does he do in response? He worships the Lord. You see, the whole world has been waiting for a man like this. A man who will trust God's promise, go wherever God wants him to go, and who is a true and genuine worshiper of the Lord. Now, I don't know about you, but I like the NFL. I like football. I love the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not sure what your favorite team is, but I'm hoping this year Steelers rebound. They've been uh, struggling uh, lately, especially last season, lost their quarterback early on. But I'm optimistic. Uh, this year, uh, they've made some good signings already in the offseason, and uh, I'm hoping for a Super Bowl run, uh, but I always do every year. So uh, you keep an eye out for the Steelers uh, this year in uh, 2020, 2021. I'm optimistic. Now, I want to go back to the text. Look at verse, look at verse 9. Abram journeys on, still going toward the Negev. So he's just, he's just on the move, right? Then verse 10. Now there was a famine in the land. This, this famine is the result of the curse, right? The struggle between man and the land. Hard to survive. Famine in the land. So what does Abram do? So Abram went down to Egypt to sojourn there because the famine was so severe uh, in the land. Now, should he have done that? Should he have gone? Should he have trusted the Lord to provide him? You know, the text doesn't, doesn't really say. It just says that he decides to, to go down to Egypt to sojourn there. Now, that's not the land that he's going to be given, but that's where he goes because of the famine. Now, we're not sure whether that's 
right or wrong, but, but he ends up down there. But I want to look at verse 11, because what we're going to find here is something really important about the Bible and how it presents its heroes. Look at verse 11. When he was about to enter Egypt, he said to Sarai, his wife, I know that you are a woman, beautiful in appearance. And you can take heart from that woman. Uh, She's uh, about 65 years old. And he's thinking, wow, you are so beautiful, Sarai. When the Egyptians see you, they will say, this is his wife. And then they're going to kill me, but they'll let you live. So tell them, verse 13, that you are my sister. So it may go well with me because of you. And so my life can be spared for your sake. Now, what do you think about that? Abram says, Sarai, I know you're so attractive. When we get down to Egypt, make sure you tell them you're my sister so that I'll be safe, right? Because I don't want to be put in any danger here. All right, this, what kind of plan is this? Does this seem like Abram is really trusting in the Lord? And this is my point. The Bible doesn't hide the faults of its heroes, I mean, think of Noah, amazing man of faith that God uses to save the world. And then he gets off the ark and he's drunk. Abram leaves everything behind to follow out in faith in the Lord's promise. And the very next thing is here. He's using his wife, Sarai, to protect himself, saying, look, I don't want to get hurt here. So so you say this so that they'll treat me well because of you. Now, maybe he doesn't think that this is going to put her in any danger. But take a look at what happens. Verse 14. So when Abram entered Egypt, the Egyptians saw that the woman was very beautiful. So it's just like he thought. He knew his wife. And when the princes of Pharaoh saw her, they praised her to Pharaoh. And the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house. And for her sake, he dealt well with Abram. Hey, it all seems to be working, right? He had sheep, oxen, male donkeys, servants, donkeys, camels, all this stuff, right? Okay, so, so it seems like everything's working out. But did you notice what they did with Sarah? They didn't just treat Abram well. They took Sarai. And, and what's going to happen? Pharaoh might want to take her to be his wife because he thinks that Abram is just the brother. Abram's lack of faith has put her in a very dangerous position here. I mean, what, how is she going to get out of this? How is he going to get out of this? They're, now, where, Remember, they're down in Egypt. And I want you to look really carefully at what God does to rescue his kind of faithless people right here, especially Abram, uh, who's not been showing great faith here. Now it's got him in a big mess. Can God deliver his faltering people, even from the land of Egypt. Look at verse 17. But the Lord afflicted Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abram's wife. I mean, God starts sending plagues on Pharaoh and the Egyptians because of Sarah. Verse 18. So Pharaoh called Abram and said, what is this that you've done to me? Why didn't you tell me? She was your wife. Why did you say she is my sister? So that I took her for my wife. Now then here's your wife. Take her and go. And Pharaoh gave men orders concerning him. And they sent him away with his wife and all that he had. Pharaoh's like, what was the deal with that? Why didn't you just tell me the truth? 
Why did you lie? And really, I'm just pointing out, this, this is Abram's lack of faith that the scriptures are not hiding from us. But also, I wanted you to see how God can deliver even his faltering people, even from the land of Egypt, if he wants, by sending plagues on Pharaoh and the Egyptians. And now God gets Abram and Sarai out of Egypt. So they went down by their own choice, but God rescues his people out of Egypt so that they can journey on in faith in the Lord. Thank you.